You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk ZB. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn Hart, and we are looking back at Thursday. Uh, we've got an Auckland Airport update uh, for you. Have they fixed it? Uh, Marcus uh, does the washing. Somewhere in there, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, a, a strange council deal going on in Wellington. Heather's keeping an eye on that. And then we're going to have a, a deep, in-depth chat with Elliot Smith to find out more about the, the, our voice of rugby. But before any of that, gangs. Uh, are they just instantly gone now that National's in charge? Fair enough. They tried a different way of policing. You know, it, it might have worked. It didn't. The gangs saw the conciliatory measures by authorities as weaknesses and exploited them. Enough. Again, I know not all gang members are criminals. Just as not all people who vote for right-leaning parties are racist, anti-gay, anti-trans, filthy rich swine out to suck the marrow out of the downtrodden and the dispossessed. They're just people who are fed up. We've all become crude reductionists in the way we stereotype anyone who doesn't share our point of view. There needs to be a bit of nuance. I get that. But the resources that have been sucked up while gangs play out their petty, macho rivalries and protect their highly worthwhile patches, and by patches I mean the patches where they do business, has been immense. The hospital resources, the police resources, the amount of lost productivity while roads are closed off and diverted. While they play out their... I don't know what kind of movie they're playing in their mind. It would be nice, for a while, if people could go about their business without the criminal element within gangs interfering in their day-to-day life. Um, the, the, the main effect gangs have had on my day-to-day life is I get, I get nervous when I see somebody in a hoodie, which is weird because I own several hoodies and I like to wear them because they're comfy. For some reason, I'm just racist now against people in hoodies. News Talk Z-Bean. What a, what a terrible state of affairs. Um, meanwhile, in Wellington, uh, so you know, uh, Wayne Brown's been talking about the idea of um, you know reducing councils or how many people are on councils, how many community boards there are, that sort of thing. When you hear about uh, what's been going on in Wellington, maybe it's a good idea. What this is is just a really complicated way of providing a loan of $32 million to the owners of Reading Cinema. Now, ratepayers are going to have some serious opinions on this because ratepayers are struggling to fund the earthquake strengthening of buildings like the Town Hall, which they actually own. And they're struggling to pay for the repair of the water pipes, which they actually own, without helping to pay for the renovation of a cinema, which they don't own because it's owned by a company that's listed on the NASDAQ and probably has lots of money already. Here's the really wacky thing. The ratepayers are not supposed to know about this deal. The details of the deal were supposed to be kept confidential. The deal was supposed to be struck without the knowledge of the ratepayers because it's commercially sensitive. And that is why the mayor has called in the lawyer, Linda Clark, 
to try to shut up the councillors who are opposing this because someone has leaked the details to the media and thank God they leaked the details so we can see how outrageous it is. It is outrageous for three reasons. A, to try to stitch up a deal that uses what little debt allowance Wellington City Council has left to subsidise a US-listed company. B, to try to keep it a secret from ratepayers who just got hit with a 12% rates rise. And then C, to try to shut down any public dissent. Now, you find me something more bizarre than this at council level this week, and I will buy you a ticket to the cinema once the Wellingtonians subsidise its reopening. So, hang on, and, and doing a comment about this complicated deal Wellington Council's done with Reading Cinemas, is that just a really complicated way Heather has of trying to get somebody to go to the movies with her? Sounds like it to me. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. News Talk ZB. Meanwhile, back in Auckland, uh, what's it like going through the airport these days? It seems to change wildly, swing wildly from day to day, flight to flight, person to person. Frustrated shareholders apparently grilled the airport over all the problems for which the airport and biosecurity officials apologised. But is an apology enough? I mean, I'd say no. What we need is action. We need it turned around. We need it fixed. One shareholder hit out at the airport's inconsistency in service. They'd called the airport an absolute zoo. Another called it an absolute shambles and the lack of help disgusting. But in acknowledging the problems and saying they're unacceptable and apologising for them, the airport's still not actually fixing them, are they? I notice whenever we challenge the airport on all these issues and their lack of any decent service, they all run for the hills, pointing the finger at each other. Oh, it's not us, it's them. It's not customs, it's biosecurity. Oh, it's not baggage. It's, you know, it's the airlines. You know, it's not our fault. And yes, there are a lot of moving parts, airlines, ground handlers, customs, biosecurity and so on. But why can't they cohesively all be overseen in a way that actually functions? It's not like we haven't had a functioning airport before. So why can't we have it again? What's wrong? What's changed? No one seems to want to be honest enough to say what it is or bother pinpointing the problem. I'd hazard a guess it's lack of staff, lack of qualified or decent staff, that's for sure, lack of systems, lack of good management All of those things can be fixed, but to do that, you have to be honest about identifying the problems and you have to want to fix them. Running around pointing fingers blaming different departments is not going to cut it. And as for the airport blaming flight delays, I mean, that's just BS, quite frankly. Flight delays are nothing new. Airports have dealt with flight delays for as long as planes have been flying. They say their rosters can't cope if the flight changes. Then change the roster. Hire more people, work the rosters in a less regimented fashion, stop operating on some rigid and transigent unionised schedule, be flexible, work with all the moving parts you've got. You can't argue it's a place of so many moving parts and then fix it with rigid rostering. So I'm not sure how this gets sorted if the powers that be won't actually work with what the problems really are and try to address them honestly and with real intent to actually make it better. And maybe that's the crux of it. Are the powers that be... Actually, just the wrong people for the job. Yeah, it does seem like the, the rostering thing is, is a major. I feel like the, the hospital story from earlier in the week, isn't it? That it, it seems to be very difficult to make hospitals work in the weekend.
We need to just sort of do a bit of a reset on some on certain operations. I don't mean medical operations, I mean business operations. And so actually, you know, like Kate says, you've got to be a bit more flexible. I don't know, this is coming from the guy who absolutely refuses to work election night ever again because he found it so horrible. News Talk ZB. Um, I'm the only one to mention the election in the podcast, I think, so far. Uh, let's uh, finish up. Um, oh, it's not. we're not finishing, it's just because we've got Marcus next. You know, I usually blow him at the end, but he's second to last this time. He's talking about the washing. This an old-fashioned rotary clothesline. Love the natural process of hanging washing on even better and bringing in the air and sun-dried washing. Found myself humming my favourite 70 t- tunes when bringing it back in. My happy place. Sadly, life is too busy and weather too predictable to risk it now. I'll tell you what, because most of my life revolves around the washing, right? However, if you combine, this is the golden trio. If you combine metal steel pegs with the bluff wind and with the iPhone weather app, then I can get all the clothes dry. I've got to look at the weather app and I've got to be very vigilant about that and use that to work out when the right time is to dry up the clothes. On a good day, if it's blowing and bluff, you can dry your clothes in an hour. On a bad day... You're out the front door raving farewell to your favourite shirt as it goes into Fovo Straight. Did he say shoe or shirt? So it takes a bit more wind to blow a shoe into the ocean than a shirt into the ocean. I think he must have said shirt, right? I mean, surely he's not. Is he hanging sh- shoes on the washing line? I mean, I've done that before. News Talk Z-Bean. Sometimes you have to. You've got wet shoes, right? Where do you get these steel pegs he's talking about? They sound good. Uh, We're going to finish up here uh, with a a sort of a behind-the-scenes chat with Elliot Smith, our voice of rugby. Uh, He's calling a very important game tomorrow, uh, All Blacks versus Argentina, to get into the final of the the World Cup next week. Uh, But he, he was doing six in a song. Hey, what's your background in rugby? You've played it? Have you coached it? What is it? No, no, just watched a lot of it, um, JD, to be honest with you, uh, through the years. Uh, loved watching it ever since I was a youngster. Tried playing it, Shirley Rugby Club in Christchurch. That's uh, mine! Hey. That's mine! JD's it, old stomping yeah. grabs. <laughs> Very low ability, mind you, um, so I realised quite quickly I wasn't going to be uh, much of a player, but um, always loved the media and... Um, you know, my dad used to drag me along just to do some, some club rugby reports back in the day, and uh, um, that was where my love of uh, radio and, uh, and broadcasting sort of came together with my love of rugby. So, yeah, it's been a been a lifelong passion, both of those. So great to combine them uh, uh, at the moment at News Talk ZB. It's encouraging to me that Elliot really his only rugby qualifications is that he's into it. I'm sta- I'm starting to regret the fact that I didn't go down the rugby commentator, rugby reporter. Road because I was into it at one stage and I did try and play it a couple of times at school, but um, I was very short sighted from a relatively young age and 
while I seemed to be not too bad at the tackling part, the catching the ball part was a bit of a mystery to me. You'd get under the high ball, get all ready to catch it, and then it would bounce on the ground about six metres away from you. That, that's how bad my eyesight was. So that sort of held me back a bit. Anyway, missed opportunities, eh? I'm Glenn. That has been News Talk ZB uh, for Friday. Don't miss the opportunity to join us for a long weekend edition come Tuesday. By that stage, you know, we're basically halfway to the final, aren't we? Assuming we win tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure we will. Uh, so see you Tuesday. Have a great weekend. News Talk. News Talk. Zed Bean. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.